0: To the Catalyst with Samantha Chris, where we explore the inner workings of embracing the unknown. From ordinary daily habits to extraordinary measures. Get ready! We're about to ignite change and inspire action. Welcome back everyone. I am your host, Samantha Chris, and today I am joined by special guest Lawan Moses the founder and CEO of Lawan Moses Consulting, which is a consulting firm that provides business and life coaching services. She is a productivity and success strategist who helps moms master their mindset and own their time so they can make money moves. LaJuan is also the creator and host of the More Than a Mother podcast, which helps moms pursue their dreams while being great moms at the same time. She believes love is the greatest gift of all and strives to do everything in love. Luan, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Samantha. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad to be here today. I'm glad you're here too, because
0: we're going to touch on a topic that I think a lot of parents are feeling, mothers in particular, right now with everything going on. It's a difficult time, and I think it's one that's particularly challenging for parents, because not only are they navigating the uncertainties of the pandemic, but they're being asked to wear the hat of an educator while feeling the pressure to keep their kids safe and themselves sane at the same time. And before we dive in, I'd love to know what 2020 has been like for you as a mother.
1: I will say 2020, it has been a year. I've seen these memes going around where it's like, this is the how many decades we've been in 2020, and that's how (laughs) it feels like. Like it's the second year of 2020, the third year of 2020. It has just truly been a year. And I think that what started out as maybe a normal year kind of just took a turn for all of us when March hit and then we were thrust into this pandemic, which no one could have really planned for. Mm -hmm. And I will say at that time, it was really hectic. So trying to navigate okay no one can go back to school because life just changed in a weekend like everyone was at work on a friday then all of a sudden here in delaware no one was going back to school that monday so literally life changed in the course of a couple days and it was just really hectic and i would say during this time it has been just a time where i've had to find myself be flexible and just really just learn how to adapt and adjust and kind of navigate things because even with the best laid plans, I mean, we all have plans, we all think things will go a certain way, but if anything, this pandemic has taught me is that it doesn't matter what plans you have, anything can happen at any time. So I would just say as a mother right now, I'm kind of settling into a groove now that we are however many months in, but I still think that some days are still hectic because we just don't know what's gonna happen.
0: Mm, And I think that's so important to bring to the surface because I have a lot of friends who are parents. I'm not a parent myself, but in those conversations, they're saying there's so much kind of guilt and pressure and that like, we should have it figured out by now. We've been in this for months and it still feels that each day, each week is new. There's another curveball, and it's really hard to adjust. And I I think you bring up a good point that, you know, (laughs) there's, there's no sense in making plans because we're still very much in that adjustment phase.
1: Definitely. We are in an adjustment phase, and I think that we'll continue to be that way because, as I said, this is just something no one could have thought of, no one could have planned for. And I mean, as parents, it is very easy, especially as mothers, to start to feel that guilt because we're so so used to being the problem solver. We're so used to being able to fix things, and this is like a situation where we, no matter what we do, we can't fix it. We think we have it all figured out one week and then, or one day, then the next day something else happens, We have our kids that are probably in virtual school, a lot of us. Some are working remotely, whatever our situation is. But each day presents a different, unique challenge. I mean, even for me, I'm just thinking In this week. There was one day where our internet was just acting crazy. So here I am trying to work from home, run a business, and be tech support for not only myself, but for my children who keep getting kicked out of Zoom classes (laughs) and all of that. So I mean, it's just really a chaotic time. But... Like I said, that flexibility really is coming in a lot. And I think it's showing a lot of us that we may not have been as flexible as we thought we were. And we may like having those routines and that structured life, but it's teaching us that life is truly unpredictable.
0: Oh my goodness. I feel like I've got my hands full with my two dogs <laughs> to take care of. I can't I can't even begin to imagine what it's like being tech support and mom and chef and teacher and all those things with everything that's going on. Is it hard for you to feel like more than a mother sometimes?
1: It definitely is. And the thing is, with my more than a mother brand, I mean, the whole concept behind this is the fact that we can pursue our dreams and be great moms at the same time. Mm -hmm. But really, when this pandemic happened, it kind of put a halt, I would say, in things because all of a sudden everyone is back in the house we're all trying to adjust and as you said we put on these multiple hats with chef educator tech support etc cetera, etc cetera. the list can go on and it was really hard for me i would say when things first started happen to, happening to get into my groove and really focus on what i was doing with more than a mother and really focusing on my own dreams and goals because all of a sudden everyone demanded my attention all at the same time and it's like i need to help everyone else figure out what's going on. But at the same time, I'm trying to still work on my own dreams and goals. So definitely it has been just really a juggling act and really adjusting because walking into more than a mother, it's not neglecting the fact that we are mothers. It's just the fact of recognizing that we are humans and we are individuals also, and we have needs and we have the right, like everyone else, to feel fulfilled as women and as people, but we often get lost in our motherhood roles. But again, when something like this happens and you're thrust into a situation where you have to be that mother all the time, it really did become a struggle for me to keep the more than a mother, just ideology in my head and just keep going.
0: Mm. So one, I guess, part of the story, which I think I can really resonate with is, I do a lot of change management consulting. And there was almost this expectation that going into this pandemic, that I would just be totally, totally fine. You know, change, you work in change all the time. You love change. (laughs) And I do. But because that was such a part of my brand, there was almost this expectation and pressure to be unfazed by what was happening because I I live so, you know, in the weeds of change. Do you feel that with the brand of More Than A Mother and everything that you've built, that it's kept you accountable? Did it add to the pressure? I mean, what was that like?
1: I can say like you, I did feel that pressure because here I am talking about, okay, I'm more than a mother. This is what I'm educating my clients on mothers that I speak to. And just like you, where you said you're used to change and that's what your business is. Mm -hmm. It's like almost that fact of, okay, I have been more than a mother. I've been talking about this for so long that going into this, okay, I recognize that I have many other roles other than motherhood, but as you said, we're human still, no matter what our businesses are, no matter what it is that we teach and we that what our strengths are, we're still human at the end of the day. So although we have these things figured out in our head and we know when things are going well, this is how we want life to be, and these are the systems that we've set up to kind of navigate life, at the end of the day, we're human. Right. So when something happens, it's really not unexpected for us to be phased by it. And I would say that it was definitely hard for me in the beginning to kind of keep that momentum going and really work through those emotions to figure out, okay, how can I make this work? Because the way I had initially built more than a mother, being a working mom, then having kids that are in school, and then I'm at night I'm working on my business side because I still work full time. Now it's like everything's all jumbled up together and I had to kind of navigate and weed my way through that to kind of figure out what can it look like now to still be successful.
0: Right. That's a lot. It's a lot to, to have on your heart. It's a lot to have on your mind. And you mentioned, right, there's a lot of emotions that we go through not only with the pandemic and everything that's going on, but I can imagine just parenthood in general, but on the other side of that conversation are the kids who I'm sure are also, you know, going through their own emotions and have questions and are navigating this and not really sure what's going on. How has it been parenting kids through something so new, something we've never experienced?
1: It has definitely been a challenge. And I will say that I am glad because my kids are a little older. So they're middle school age and then my son is college age. So for me, having those conversations and them understanding what is happening has been easier So I couldn't imagine, like, I have friends that have kids that are younger, elementary school toddlers, and they're trying to navigate this with daycare and all of those things. So I really couldn't imagine that part of it. Mm -hmm. Because even with myself, even though my kids kind of understood what was going on, we were having the conversations, it's still, their life changed overnight also. So where they're used to seeing friends, going to school hanging out with friends on the weekend or seeing them on the weekend, whatever that may be, all of that was cut off. And I mean, I'm thankful that we're in a social media and a technology generation to where people can stay connected, but it really was hard just kind of getting everyone to realize, okay, because in the beginning, it's like, okay, this might only last a few weeks, might last a few months so we can make it through, but then as you go through and you go through a whole summer and plans are thrown off, you're used to traveling as a family, doing certain activities, you're used to certain traditions such as fireworks and the little things like that where life really just changed because you couldn't keep up with any of the traditions, you couldn't go on the vacations and then you go into a whole nother school year and now you're in a virtual mode It just really threw their life through a loop so definitely parenting and getting everyone to kind of understand and work through this together really has been a challenge and i'm thankful that i'm able to speak with my kids and have these conversations but it's not to say that we don't have rough days where everyone is just tired of being around each other all the time (laughs) i mean that's just reality no matter how much you have it all figured out no matter how much kids understand you do get to a point where it's just like, oh, I'm tired. You get that cabin fever. I just want to do something. So if we if we put the pandemic
0: aside, and I don't know if we can fully do that, but you know, hypothetically, if we try to separate what's going on with COVID-19 and we focus on the fact that you are working, you do have a business, you are a mom, how do you ensure that you don't lose yourself? I mean, there's, there's a lot, even without everything that's happening right now, you seem to have a really full plate.
1: Yes, I definitely have a full plate, and believe it or not, my plate used to be a whole lot fuller than this, and people never believe me when I say that. They're (laughs) like, "You, you still do so much. I'm like, trust me, I was doing a whole lot more before this. But I mean, one thing that has really helped me is really to keep myself at the forefront, because for so long, I was putting everyone ahead of me. Everyone's desires, needs, wants were coming before mine. And I was real. I got to a point where I was just miserable. I was starting to feel resentful and I was reaching burnout because I was doing so much for everybody else, but I wasn't taking time to take care of myself. So, self care is a big part of my life right now because I learned over the years and recognized that if I'm not feeling right as a woman, as a person, then I'm really no good to anyone else. So, the way that I keep myself at the forefront and keep myself that priority is just to make sure that I'm constantly doing something every day to kind of refill my own tank because I found that in refilling myself and connecting with myself, that I'm able to show up better for everyone in my life. But I mean, it really isn't easy because like parents get, from what I remember, 32 minutes of free time each day. So when you're telling someone, okay, you need to find a way to make yourself a priority, it's like, well, how can I do this? I just don't have time to do anything. But I really just encourage anyone that I speak to that in order to show up and be that mom, be that woman that you need to be, you really have to start to take care of yourself no matter what it is. If you have to start out your day before everyone wakes up with doing something for yourself, really find a way to refill your own tank and recharge yourself that you can really show up in all areas of your life as your best self.
0: So important. And one of the things you touched on time and just feeling like we don't have enough of it. I think it's one of the most challenging things, whether you're a parent or not, is to understand how to fit all that is important to us, all our obligations, all our desires, everything that we're responsible for in the 24 hours we have in a day. There just doesn't seem like there's enough time sometimes to get everything done. But you have five productivity tips that you teach your clients. Can you share what those are with us?
1: Sure. So There is the whole thing about time is that there is never going to be enough time. And if we sit around waiting for the right time, then we're going to be waiting forever. So the way that I do it is I start with my step number one is doing inventory of doing a lifestyle inventory and taking inventory of your time and how you said, Samantha, earlier that I have a full plate. It's funny because I do my first step involves doing an exercise with a plate. (laughs) <laughs> so yes, yeah, so with all of my clients, I have them get a paper plate and on this paper plate, I, I challenge them to do a really a brain dump lifestyle inventory of everything they have going on in their life, because it's always this chase for balance and we just don't have enough time. So I really just encourage everyone to get a plate and brain dump everything that you have going on. So that's with your family, kids, work, business activities, everything that you have going on, really put all of that on a plate. And it's amazing because once you write it on a plate and see how this plate becomes so messy, it's like, how do I keep all of this straight? How am I doing all of this? I mean, this is really one thing that helped me to cut down on the amount of things that I do, even though I still do a whole lot and I'm sure I can <laughs> cut down in other areas. But when you're looking at the plate, after you have everything written down, you can kind of start to see, okay, what do I have to be doing? How exactly am I spending my time? So what is a non-negotiable? So I have to go to work, I have my kids have to go to school, I have to run my business, whatever's on your plate. There are certain things that are non-negotiable, but then on the flip side, there are a lot of other things that we are involved in or things that we do such as scrolling social media or being in every single activity outside of the household that really do we have to be involved in all of those things. So looking at your plate, kind of find ways where you can start to cut back on those things that you don't necessarily have to be doing. So I feel that once you get everything on your plate, you know what you have going on, Then from there, you can go to the next step, which is to start to set those boundaries. So once you know what you have going on, what's on your plate, you can look at each area of your life and realize that you have to have boundaries. I mean, boundaries are a must in all areas of life. We don't like to set them as women, as mothers. Sometimes we feel that it's kind of harsh or whatever the thought process may be, but it's really important to have boundaries because you are one person and it is up to you to preserve your energy and protect your peace. So in order to do that, you have to have boundaries around the things that you will and won't accept in your life. Because as you can see from the plate activity, you have a lot going on. And what you can't afford to do is have people shoving unnecessary stuff onto your plate because you don't have the clear boundaries as to what you will and won't accept. So boundaries are the next step into being more productive and into prioritizing your life is really to set those boundaries in all areas of life. And then also communicate those boundaries to others because people are not mind readers. So we really need to communicate what our boundaries are so that people can know, okay, this is what you have going on at a certain time. These are. This is where you draw the line. This is what your schedule, your routine, and everything looks like. And as you set this schedule up, as you have these boundaries, then you'll find that life starts to be kind of easier to adjust to. So is communicate step three or is that part of setting the boundaries? Communicate is part of setting the boundaries because a it. lot of people will set boundaries, but they don't communicate them. So we expect everyone to fall in line with all that we have going on and we know we have these boundaries and this is what we want to do at a certain time but yet we don't tell our loved ones or those closest to us and then we get offended when they're crossing our boundaries but it's like how can they know what we have going on if we're not communicating them. Oh, I'm guilty of that. (laughs) I am too at times. So here's the thing. All of my tips are real tips and they are things that I still work on and things that it's always a work in progress. So communication, I think, is ever evolving and we always have to learn new ways and different ways and better ways to communicate. So I think that communication is something that we can all work on. Love it. What's step number three? So step number three is, So you have your boundaries, you have your plate, and now you know that you have certain things that you have to do. So in those things that you have to do each day in whatever area of your life, I want you to choose your top three priorities. So we all have these never ending to do lists. And if we look at this to do list, we are always going to be spinning our wheels because we're going to try to multitask. Now I have a conversation. I have one of my daughters. I tell people that will argue me down that multitasking is a thing. And I will <laughs> tell her that multitasking is not a thing. And we will go back and forth with this. But I mean, really, if thinking about it, when I was younger and even growing up, I mean, putting on a resume, I'm a great multitasker. That was a thing. But then when I really sat back to really think about multitasking, what do we really accomplish when we multitask? We have a whole lot of unopened tabs incomplete projects and just a whole lot of things going on at one time. It's so funny you're saying that and as i'm looking at
0: my screen in front of me i've got about 40 tabs open.
1: <laughs> yes, and that's and that's funny because every time i had i have this conversation it's always like i'm looking at my screen i have 20 tabs open or someone's like only oh, have 10 open today. But i mean that's really a thing because we feel like we always have to be in so many things to get things done. That's true. But we don't realize that if we just choose our top three priorities for the day, and then we focus on one thing at a time out of those priorities, then little by little we'll see that we're getting more things done. Mm-hmm. So some people like to do this through time blocking, um, uh, some work till o'clock just have specific boundaries and things around their time, others are more flexible. But to me, it's all about choosing those three things that you really wanna get done in a day. And what you find is that over time, you'll start to complete and you'll start to finish more things. And then that leaves you to feeling more productive instead of having all of these never ending tasks that go on and on because we're dipping our hand in each one.
0: Right? No, it makes perfect sense.
1: Yes. And then to go along with that. So step number four would be designating certain days to certain tasks. So this has really been helpful to me in being productive because what I was finding is that especially in business, that I was trying to touch all areas of my business on any given day. But again, what I find is that I get, I may get bogged down in one task or I may find other areas that I really want to pay attention to. But what has helped me is picking certain days to do certain things. So for example, for me, I don't really get along well with Mondays. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Never have. I've, a, I've adapted a better attitude towards Mondays, but we really don't get along. So to me, Monday is kind of like my behind the scenes administrative day where I am not doing too much when it comes business wise. So it may be emails, things that I have to fix in the back end, things like that. Then Tuesdays is more so I will do work on my podcast and things of that nature. Then Wednesdays and Thursdays is when I tend to wake up the most. So that's when I'm doing like client calls and more communication and outside, things like that. And then Fridays, depending on how it is, it could be a networking day or something like that. And then I always put in time for family time, which tends to be on either Saturday or Sunday. But that's just an example. And I mean, even taking it over to your personal life, if you finding that your house is a mess, you can find certain days to where you have a bathroom day, a floor day, et cetera et cetera that way you feel like you're getting more done and you're not feeling so overwhelmed by all these things that you have to get done in any given week on any given day love it and so then the fifth one is to streamline and automate your systems and processes so especially being in business there are a lot of tasks that we do as business owners that really we can automate those or even delegate those to others but a lot of times we don't take the time to really sit down and like streamline and see where we can eliminate going into multiple systems where we can kind of automate those repetitive tasks and one example i like to use is emails if you're constantly communicating with clients with other businesses whatever it may be there may be certain communications that you find that you send all the time so if you're finding that you have emails that you send all the time why not get set up in a system to where you can set up a workflow that you can put in your process and it'll automatically spit out those emails and those communications for you. So, and that's saving you time from having to remember, okay, did I follow up with this person? Did I send this email? Did I send this link, et cetera, et cetera, by taking that time to really automate those systems and then streamline them also. Cause a lot of us business owners like to have so many different systems and softwares that we're in. And we're paying so many different people so many different things and logging into so many different systems but really if we can find one to two systems maybe three systems that could really do it all for us then that's one or a few less things you have to log into few less people you are paying and it really does just start to make your life easier because you're streamlining everything you're automating everything and until you get to that point if you can't hire an assistant right now By automating, you're kind of having your system be your assistant.
0: Okay, these are really powerful. These are things that people can implement basically today. I mean, for anyone feeling overwhelmed, any mothers in particular who are thinking, wow, I've just got a lot going on and could really use, like I could really benefit from feeling a little more in control of my calendar, of my time, of what it is that I have to do. These are tangible tools that can be put in place pretty much immediately But I'll say that even with the best productivity tips, even blocking off times and communicating your expectations and automating some of the things that you're doing, I almost feel like these are band-aid solutions if we don't get to the root of our mindset, if there's not an internal shift that goes with it. And you're someone who's really big on mindset that believes that every individual has the power to change their mindset and consequently change their circumstances. So what is maybe a mindset hack that we can use to accompany these productivity tools to really help them stick?
1: One of the easiest and simplest mindset hacks, because as you said, I am big on mindset and I believe mindset plays a role in everything that we do. I will say one of the easiest ones to implement, it may not be the fastest one, but it's an easy one to start, is when you have those negative thought processes, when you're feeling overwhelmed, when you just feel like you just can't do it and everything is going wrong again wrong towards you start to replace those negative thoughts with positive thoughts now to me that helped me in the beginning although you may not fully 100 percent believe those positive thoughts or positive affirmations right away it really starts to lay that framework to where instead of automatically thinking negative you're starting to think positive because as you said If your mindset's not right, it doesn't matter what productivity tips, what change tips, whatever it is, it doesn't matter what anyone gives you. If your mindset is not right, then it's not gonna work for you. So I mean, one way to really do that, as I said, is to really, when you have those negative thoughts, really look at the situation, think about the thought that you're having and think about how can you replace that with a positive message. And to me, positive mindset goes a long way. And before you know it, You will start to believe it and it will start to become second nature to you to where something happens, something bad happens, something negative happens, and you're automatically looking at, okay, well, this is the good that can come out of it or that negative thought is a lie. This is what's really the truth is. So I think that's the easiest thing that someone can start to implement today.
0: Is there, I mean, you mentioned that a lot of what it is that you're sharing, these productivity tips are still ones that you're actively working on yourself. Is there a a mindset hack that kind of fits this example of turning a negative thought into a positive thought that you've had recently that you can share with us?
1: Yes, most definitely. And I will say, because when you start to work in your gift, you find that you start to be attacked in that very thing that you're working in. So I will say through this pandemic and everything, I really started to feel overwhelmed as a mother. And it was kind of ironic because I'm like, here I am teaching everyone how to be more than a mother. I'm sharing all these positive messages, but then I felt like my own life and my own motherhood journey was being attacked to where I was starting to tell myself that you're not doing a good job. Everything is crazy. Everything is all messed up. And it was kind of like, wait, hold up. Kind of like checking myself. Like, okay, LaJuan, no, get it together. This is what you really have going on. This is not a normal time right now. So it's normal to start to feel overwhelmed but don't discount everything that you're doing as a mother in the process just because life is happening around you. So people may start, kids may start to argue, things may not start to go, or things may not be going the way that you want them to go, but look at the situation, realize what everyone is trying to communicate and then take control and see how you can start to flip that for the better. So to me, I was kind of starting to attack my own thoughts and doubting myself as doing this more than a mother thing. And it's like, no, Lawan. These are the systems you have in place. You do know what you're doing. Just because there was a bad moment, it doesn't mean that everything else is negated and you're not doing a good job. And that's something that I preach about all the time and tell people that mom guilt is always going to creep in. And that was a situation right there where the mom guilt, the mom doubt, everything crept in. But then I started to replace it with what I knew to be the truth about my motherhood journey and where I was. And that automatically, to me, flipped that switch. And I was like, okay, I've got this. I know what I'm doing change the situation and keep pushing forward.
0: Oh, such a good example. Thank you so much for sharing that.
1: You're welcome.
0: So for the moms who are listening, who are doing their very best to keep it together and who are probably doing way better than they're likely even giving themselves credit for, what is one bit of advice that you'd like to share with them?
1: I think you touched on it right there where you said you're doing they're doing better than they're giving themselves credit for mm. so i really want moms to really take this time and think about all the things that you do and realize that you do so much more than you give yourself credit for and as i said we'd like to focus on that one time that we may have said no that one moment where we just had a bad mom moment or we lost our temper or whatever it is, we tend to focus on that one moment and kind of let it just take us out of our true character. And we start to believe that those lies that we tell ourselves when it's like, no, you just had a hundred other great moments. So instead of focusing on that one moment where you may have not been your best, Focus on those hundred moments where you did say yes, where you did make an impact, where you did show up as your best self and really give yourself credit for all that you are doing and realize that you are human. You're not a superhero. You are going to have emotions. You are going to have feelings. It's just all about how you recover from them, but give yourself credit and give yourself that grace to really push through and just show up as your best self and realize everyone makes mistakes. So that does not negate what you do and just give yourself that credit.
0: Oh, so great. I could talk to you all day. I'm not even a mom. And I'm like, I need these tips in my life.
1: (laughs) And I mean that, and that's the great thing is that these are really foundational things that humans and people in general can take. Although my audience tends to primarily be mothers, a lot of it comes down to what everyone experiences on a daily basis.
0: Absolutely. So where can people connect with you to learn more about you, about your knowledge and potentially work with you?
1: So yes, you can connect with me on my website is lawanmoses.com. And I also have a course there called balancing the busy, where I really deep dive into all of these tips that I talked about and so much more. And it's about going from overwhelmed to organized so that you can manage family business and all the things. So that is on my website and that's a way to work with me, then also you can find me on social media. I am on Facebook and Instagram at lawanmoses.
0: Wonderful. Thank you. I will put those links in the show notes and guys do be sure to check out Loan's podcast, More Than a Mother. If you loved what you heard today, then I'm sure you're going to love the extra bit of insight that's shared over there. Loan, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been such a pleasure having you. Thank you so much for having me. Friends, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of The Catalyst with Samantha Chris. If you like what you heard, be sure to leave us a review and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, I hope you're feeling a little more equipped to lean into the unknown and take inspired action.